Wrap this thing up. We are live outside the fountains of the Bellagio. I am Jim Rome. So if you're going to cap this week, if you're going to cap this week and this seven-year run, what better way to do it than with a three-time Super Bowl champion, a Super Bowl MVP, an NFL MVP, the NFL's all-time leader in rushing yardage and rushing touchdowns, 11 straight 1,000-yard seasons, an eight-time Pro Bowl selection, a member of the College Football Hall of Fame, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and appearing courtesy of Herodora Tequila, Emmett Smith is my guest. Dude, it is so good to see another old head. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up, brother Rome? How you doing, How you doing man? man? Emmett, it's so good to see you, man. How you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Is this not a great place to host dude, the Super Bowl? Right? Man? How about this? Yeah, this is wonderful. This yeah. is this you is. You know absolutely. a little thing about Super Bowls, having won three of them, in terms of a host city, how does Vegas shape up in your mind? What kind of marks do you give it? Oh, I give it a A plus right now because uh, it's not overly crowded. Everybody has something that they can do. Uh, you got shows, you got great food, you got great entertainment. You also have casinos, and you're gonna have the big game here on Sunday. So it's there you awesome. Go. All right, so dude, this is amazing. Like I'm gonna turn this thing on its head. Normally, you know how this goes: you come on, you have your product, we do the interview. At the very end, I ask you about the product. I'm gonna flip this thing on its head because I am a tequila guy. Are you? I am a tequila guy. Yes, I well, am. Well, if you're so, a tequila guy, but, then. but there's a story behind this tequila. How did you find this tequila the first right. time? First of all, lay it out. Yeah, yeah, yes. I uh, I was a. Uh, in Cabo San Lucas with, with uh, Tom Joyner. Okay. And uh, we were doing uh, tequila tasting. And so I started getting introduced to tequila that way through. I'm, I'm going to ask you, I'm sorry to interrupt. Like Baker Mayfield hit me with this week with I was in Cabo, and my immediate thing was, were you at the El Dorado Club or were you at Las Ventanas? And he's like, uh huh. And he didn't answer. <laughs> Dude, where, where were you at Cabo? I, the time when I was introduced to tequila, I was at Las Ventanas. Okay, there you I go. I was at Dude. Ventanas. Dude, what a resort, man. Yes. What it's, a resort. It's an awesome resort. There's so many of them, great ones down there. Yeah, so, yeah. so many. Well, anyway, from there, I came back to the States, and I was testing uh, tequila. I was doing a lot of figuring out what, what kind of tequila was I like. Your, was it new to you? Were you not a tequila guy before I that wasn't. trip? I wasn't okay. at the time. So when I came back, I was like, okay, I want to try to get into this. So I started t- trying different things. And then when I did Dance with the Stars, I was at the Lermitage. I came down from practice one day, said so I'm going to go to the bar, grab me something to eat or grab me something to drink. Sit at the bar. I'm looking for my certain kind of tequila that I like. I ain't going to call the brand out. They didn't have it. Not anymore, you're not. And then the person introduced <laughs> me to Hedadura. Okay. Double barrel reposado. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. So I called my, my, my one of my marketing guys, Tom George is his name. And he and I, when we take trips together, I'm speaking and all this kind of stuff. We sit down and we have either a cigar and we drink a little tequila. And and I told him about Hedadura. Then all of a sudden, about eight months later to a year later, I get, a call. Rings. I get a call from Tom. Tom. Emmett, we got got something for you. You're going to like this one. I said, what you got? He says, uh, we got a tequila that you can endorse. I said, what's the name of it? He said, Hedadura. I found it, and we got it now. There you go, so, dude. I and, love it. And I've been with him uh, since 2010. How do you drink it? I drink my tequila. Depends on what I'm having. If I have the Ultra Nejo, I'm drinking it straight with a uh, actually a big rock. And I'm going to put an orange slice in it just to do it. Okay. Then if I'm drinking Legends or Double Barrel Reposado, I'm going to throw a little Grand Marnier on it along with an orange wedge on it. So uh, that's that's Dude, what I'm going to do. you're all about it, man. Yeah. You yeah. ain't playing. Yeah, I'm, ain't I'm playing. for real about this tequila. Yeah, I thing. get you. I respect that. That's good. That's good. So you mentioned Dancing with the Stars. Dude, yeah. everybody I've ever talked to, I mean, you, you're the game's all-time leading rusher. 
Hall of Famer, elite athlete. Is it as hard as they say it is? I can't say how many great athletes have said, dude, <laughs> it's harder than anything. And I always say, what do you mean harder than anything? You've won the Super Bowl. How hard was that? I don't know if it's as hard as as much of time-consuming. Okay. I mean, if you – like football, you had to learn how to play the game of football. If you got any rhythm, any kind of musicality within your body, it's not as hard. You're just trying to figure out how do I flow, where do I go, What's the technique and all those kind of things? Just like is a technique for throwing the football, technique for running the football, and protecting the technique for making the first guy miss yes. every single time? Yes, 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 That's yes. your deal, man. Yes, that, that's my deal. And so I just incorporated what I was learning on the football field into what I needed to learn in the ballroom dance room. So that's, I got it. That's, that's what I did. Emmett Smith joining us. You know, I'm like, because we're old heads, I understand the generation. I remember the triplets very clearly like it was yesterday. I remember the first time Michael Irvin walked into my TV studio, and I'm like, damn, dude, I've never seen or met anybody like that before. <laughs> I'm curious. When you and Troy and Mike were playing, those Cowboy teams, man, they knew how to win. You would find a way to win big games no matter what. Yes. Was it pure talent, or was it about your mentality and your combination of the two things? Like, what was it that made those teams so great? It was always about the combination of of the two. Yeah. We were very talented, but we had the right mentality because we were built that way. We practiced that way. We competed and practiced that way. And when we didn't practice and we were in the locker room, we competed in the locker room with games like dominoes, games like ping pong, card games, you name it. We competed. And that's just the way we were. We, we, we We were groomed that way from the very start. Plus... The Cowboys was already at the bottom, and we had nowhere to go but up. And so as we started winning, things just got better for us, and we adapted that whole mindset of comp- competition at the highest level against no matter who it is that we play. And that's just the way we were. Emmett Smith joining us. Here's something else, though, about it. A couple of years ago, Mike came on my podcast one day, and we talked about Troy Aikman a day or two later, or then I spoke to him. What was clear to me was the respect, man, the respect that you all had for one another. Normally when teams win, people want their own, right? Right. And then things start to rip apart. And that didn't happen with you guys. Why, how did you navigate that, and why did that not happen? I think the reason it did not happen is, is one of the things that I alluded to before. We was already at the bottom. So everybody didn't – we had to earn our respect. And everybody on the team had to earn their respect. Everybody on the team had to show the next guy to the right or to the left that he was willing to go the mile or the extra mile to get the work in and to do the things that we needed to do to get this losing streak off our backs and get this bad taste out of our mouths. Winning was the ultimate goal. And if we put in and had to run 17 110s on a certain times or 200s, whatever you called it, we needed to do it in order to be ready to go play against the Philadelphia Eagles at the time or the Giants at the time with LT and that team. And, and, and even up against Junior Sal and the San Diego Chargers, they were all great run defenses. And so the work that we put in during the offseason was a complete reflection of how we played. See, it seems to me, man, it, it was a lifestyle. It was an identity. It was personal. It was part of your DNA, man. Yes. This is just the way you guys did it. All of that said, man, I hate to say this, it ain't like that now. 
So when you're Emmett Smith and you're at home and you're watching the Cowboys fall behind 27-0 in the playoffs at home and you're seeing the exact opposite of what you and I are talking about right now, what are you thinking? What a damn shame that this team went out in our home stadium and laid an egg like that. Unbelievable. Unacceptable. Something has to change because this is just not going to get it. I felt embarrassed for not only the team, but I felt embarrassed for the organization. I felt embarrassed for the fans. I, I just felt embarrassed as if I was as if I was out there playing. And it hurt so much. I couldn't stand it. I walked I, I, I left the game on the pick six, I believe it was. I left the game. I had to leave the game. I could not I could not take it no more. And when I got home, I knew the score was even worse and and I just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, my kids know this about daddy. If we had a game and if it's 5 minutes left to play in the game and we're there to the fourth quarter, I'm going to leave regardless if we're winning cuz I'm going to try to beat the traffic out. But in this particular case, I couldn't sit there and take another play. I didn't want to see nothing on the team. I, I was just done. I was completely, I was just flabbergasted by what I saw. I could not believe that that team, who had won all of his home games, get into the play. Dominant at home. You, you, again, we're talking about offseason, training, running and conditioning, the sweat, the tears. We're talking about everything pre- leading to that point. To that point. And you show up like that? No, 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 so, no. So, so how did that happen? I mean, how much of that is on the coach? How much of that is on the players? It's a combination of both. I think players got to get themselves ready because the coach can't. Barry Swisser said this one time, and this was, this was an amazing statement that he said. He said, listen, I'm not going to come in and give you a speech right before you get ready to go out and play that's going to just make you play any better. You're in the National Football League, and you are a professional football player. There isn't anything that I can say to you that should make you want to go out there and play any harder. Because you play in a sport that you absolutely love, only a few people get a chance to do it, and you're getting paid to do what you do. So what else can I say to you? And you know what? I sat back. I said, you know what? He's He's right. right. He's right. He's right. I am self-motivated enough to go out here and do my job to the best of my ability. And, And what happens after that happens. We win. A lot can happen. We lose. We got to figure out why we lost. You know what's amazing to me? First of all, dude, first, you've never been better. This is my favorite conversation you and I have ever had. <laughs> Secondly, and we're going to walk off on this, I love it because I know how strongly you feel about Jimmy Johnson. Dude, what a coach, man. What an amazing coach. But I love that the first coach that you referenced was Barry. Man, Barry's an all-timer. Yeah. I love Barry. What was he like to play for? It was great. He was a coach. He was a player's coach. Right. Really. Uh, and... and, and uh, and here's the thing. A matured player... God, it must have been so different going from Jimmy to Barry. Completely different. A mature player won't take advantage of his kindness. A mature player knows how to work. And the one thing I give Jimmy credit for, he taught us how to work. Oh, yeah. How to compete. So we didn't need Barry to teach us how to do those Emmett, things. Emmett, what were those plane rides like back if you guys did not show up for a game, man? How intense oh. would Jimmy get? Ooh, ooh. As Michael said yesterday, he'll stop the, stop the food from coming out. <laughs> he'll stop the food. I mean, seriously. He, you didn't earn that meal, yo. You, you don't, don't get to eat. eat. You don't, you don't get, get to eat. eat. You, you don't, don't get, get to eat. eat. As a matter of fact, one time we was coming back, 
and we had laid an egg against, I want to say, the Washington them boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, commanders, I wanted to just go back and say the Redskins. But, yeah, they were the Redskins at the time. So, on the plane ride back, we lost the game. And there was a little bit of. I got two minutes, my dude. I don't want to cut you off when it happens. So, right, two there, minutes. Go ahead. All right. There was, a, there was a little laughter going on. And Jimmy had just finished watching the, the, the uh-huh. game. He come back there. He said, sit down and shut up. I don't want to hear another noise, another another sound out of anybody on this plane. And one of the guys got up to say something. He said, if you say another word, I'm going to cut you before the plane get off the Ooh. land and, on the and ground. You, and he meant it, dude. He meant it. And it was a quiet ride the whole time. Quiet ride. I mean, people were leaning over whispering and talking. And wasn't nobody talking loud. Yeah, man. I, I wouldn't mess with him at all. At all. But today, kids get their feelings hurt when someone say that to them. They're up in their feelings. Yeah, they're up in their feelings. I get you. Like I said, good to be with their old head, man. (laughs) That's how we came up. Where can they get that tequila? Man, they can get this tequila almost anywhere. Um, The liquor stores sell it all. They have it right here. I mean, come on. I'm going to go get one. I'm done. My week's over. And I brought you Legends, too, by the way. Legends. Oh, the good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. My man, Emmett. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you so much. No, man. Appreciate you. That is how you close the show with the legend, Emmett, the game's all-time leading rusher. Appreciate that so much, Emmett. That's how you show up. That was my favorite Emmett Smith interview ever. 